And welcome to Tuesdays with Nick and Cole. It's Tuesday, September 3rd. We got a heck of a podcast here for you. We got a Loris Sports Rundown. We're going to go over a little bit of the events at Loris. Uh, weekly wing review. Talk a little bit about the GOAT of the week. And then we get into some questions. you a background about ourselves. I'm Cole Sondergroth. I'm originally from Bloomington, Illinois, uh, where I played. And then after that, I went to Millican University in Decatur. I played four years there. I did a graduate assistantship there, so I did two years of coaching. Then I came to Loris uh, to become the head of men's and women's golf coach. And I'm Nick Wiley. I came from Millican. I also coached with Cole over there. I did swimming. Cole did golf. Uh, I grew up in Michigan, swam for East Carolina University. I was out in San Diego for a couple years, and then I went to Illinois, and now I'm here. So I've kind of been all over the place the last few years. Uh, but it's good to be here. I'm excited. And our guy behind the scenes, our producer, Trent Hanselman, kind of gets all the, the nerdy stuff done, kind of lets us use their equipment. Whoa. Assistant Director of Marketing for Digital Media, actually. Um, but, yeah, no problem for using all this expensive equipment that is ours. So, uh, kind of get started. Uh, they're going to give you that lower sports rundown. Women's soccer is off to a hot start. They're 2-0 and on the season. They had a beatdown against McAllister to start, a 4-0 victory there. Then they beat down on Gustavus, 3-1. to So, this is a team to look out for. They're preseason number one in the ARC. Men's soccer, they're 1-0. and They had a 3-0 victory over Knox. And that was a thrilling game. I was there. It was real hype. Sweet. So uh, this time, uh, volleyball, how'd they do this weekend? Volleyball, 4-0 start, beating Marion, IIT, St. Mary's, and Lake Forest, 12-2 in total sets so far. So great start, continuing for all fall sports to get off to this hot start here. We got cross country. They won their first invite, the Quahawk invite, for both the men and women. Men were first of five teams. Women were first of four teams. And women's tennis is 2-0 as well beating MSOE and Elmhurst, winning 5-4 and 8-1. So, again, really couldn't ask for a better start for all the fall sports here. Uh, I'm excited to see what they can do. I'm also excited. Uh, women got off to uh, their start, women's golf. Uh, we definitely set the bar uh, this season. Uh, we've got some room for um, improvement. If you look at dohawks.com, you can look up an article. Uh, it started with a quote that said, uh, years from now you can look at these three women uh, that started the program. Uh, that's true. Uh, this win- this season, uh, they started the season off with three. Uh, we're going to build on that and look out for the women's golf team in years to come. All right. Yeah, now moving on to looking at the football team. We got our first game coming up this weekend, and it's an away game against UW-Eau Claire. Uh, and that looks like it's going to be a fun one. I th- believe you can tune in live. We've got usually pretty good coverage of that in an assortment of different media um, so, yeah, that's going to be exciting. So, kind of give you that Loris uh, event recap. Uh, one that stuck out to us as coaches was the all-athletic event. Uh, this was a sweet event for the athletes to kind of experience what each and every athlete goes through and that they're not as good at some of those sports that they think they're as good at. Um, I definitely know some of my golfers tried out some lacrosse, and they did not look the most athletic, but uh, it was a good experience. Uh, they got to walk in those shoes of different athletes and understand what they go through on a day-to-day basis. 
Yeah, so it was actually pretty funny because I heard that there was a couple of, of male soccer players that kicked 50-plus yard field goals, which was pretty wild. So I don't know if I could do that. I don't know if – I definitely don't think any swimmers are doing that. But, uh, but yeah, uh, we couldn't really have anyone in the pool, which was a bit of a bummer. But we ended up just playing floor hockey and doing some spike ball with wrestling. So it was a fun time. Sweet. Uh, next, uh, there was a Loris After Dark uh, where I was actually in a dunk tank from 8.15 to 8.30. Uh, a lot of athletes showed out because following me was uh, Gabe Miller, basketball coach, Chris Martin, head basketball coach, and then Denise Udelhofer, the AD. So they athletes lined up from about 8.15 to about 9.30. And I'll tell you what, it got colder and colder each time that I made my way down into the water. <laughs> Yeah, no, that was a good event. Uh, also, what was happening this week was the all-staff play. Uh, so that happens every two years. Uh, I, I got here late. Otherwise, I would have been involved in that for sure. I'm going to be in the next one. Uh, Kit, the assistant wrestling coach, he actually had a cameo. I don't think he actually had any lines, but he walked across stage, did a little bit of a, a gun show flip, and, and then I think got a lot of cheers and walked, <laughs> kept walking. Uh, Justin Heinzen, the head women's basketball coach, he played an important role. He was the coach in the Trent Hanselman, what was it called? Uh, the play was Loris College, the musical. Um, and it was basically set in the 1970s, and it was about um, the first year that Loris became co-ed. Okay, sweet. Rumors are on the next one it's going to be 60s, and uh, that's all I got for you right now, a little tease. So uh, those are kind of the events that we wanted to touch on. Uh, classes are now in session, so our students are here on campus. They're getting to work. They're hitting the books hard, but they're also diving into those sports. A little off, Another off-campus, somewhat unrelated event that happened this weekend, which I missed, which was a big bummer, is that the Sandlot cast, the original Sandlot cast, was in town, and they were at Barrel House, and we just missed seeing them. So that would have been cool. Uh, hopefully they end up coming back at some point. So kind of making a transition um, from that, we're doing a weekly review, uh, bone-in, full wing. Uh, we made our way out to Hilltop. Uh, one of the head marketing, uh, Jim Napasak, he gave the wing review of a 9.1 <laughs> out of a 10. So that set the bar pretty high. I gave it a 9 flat. I only got to taste the sauce, but the sauce was pretty spicy. I'd give it at probably an 8.8. .8. I know Trent... Trent had some wings. Let's hear it. Yeah, I mean, I gave it an 8.9 overall. Um, the, the good thing about it was the wings were very large. Um, and, mm. and sometimes with big wings, it's either there's too much breading or um, there's not enough breading. And, and it was just the perfect balance. Um, the, good, the meat was very good, very tender. Um, and, I mean, I think it was, it was probably one of the best wings I've had in Dubuque, in the Dubuque area, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you. I mean, they – they fell off the bone. They were easy to eat. Uh, sauce was great. Got to try a couple different sauces. So if you can make your way out there, that would definitely be a good experience. And those are actually legitimate award-winning wings, which we shouldn't have probably started with that. <laughs> I mean, we're setting the bar real high there. I think it's only going to go downhill. That actually might be the best wings in town. But if we ever go for traveling meats, we got to test the wings at those areas and compare them to that because so far that's, that's the best. Absolutely. Um, so what, at this time, we're going to make a little swing, a little twist on things. Uh, we're going to draw out of a hat. Uh, goat of the week, which sport are we going to go with? As in greatest of all time. So we have a hat here with a number of different random sports. Uh, and then we're going to pull the hat and talk about who we think the greatest of all time is in that sport. So let's see it. Well, we're staying on the eating topic. 
who is the goat of all time in competition eating? Ooh, ooh, yeah, this is a good one. So, Mine's Kobayashi. Ooh, <clears throat> that's a hot take right there. So I, I obviously am going to go with Joey Chestnut. Joey Chestnut, absolute domination the last few years uh, in uh, the hot dog eating contest, but many other things. He did get beat a couple years ago, but he came back, broke the world record, smashed it, hasn't been touched since. Kobayashi never got <sighs> beat in his prime. The reason why – the first time that he got beat by Joey Chestnut was he had arthritis in his jaw. So in his prime, he has never got beat by Joey Chestnut. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. But I don't know if Kobayashi has ever actually gotten close to an official number that Joey Chestnut put in. I think he did 74 the last couple – two years ago and then 70 this year. So I think Kobayashi topped out like mid-60s at some point. So I don't know. I mean, maybe unofficially he's been doing it, but – yeah, that, I would love to see them go head-to-head in their prime for sure. What are your thoughts on uh, Kobayashi's statements about calling out Joey Chestnut on cheating? What, what, was, he, what was he cheating for? How did he, he cheat? He said that he's been cheating in his competitions. But like, I'll, I'll even look what, it up. Yeah, what, did he, look it up. what did he do that would be cheating? Because it's live. He can't possibly be doing anything. Like He's in front of judges. So um, I, I guess, mean, well, let me think. If you were to, like... No, I can't think of a single way you would cheat in front of everybody. They did change the rules recently. They changed it down to 10 minutes from 12. But I don't think that really – if anything, it's more impressive that way because he's still breaking he's the 12-minute world record. Questions. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Okay, let's hear it. Questions the hot dog record. He says okay. that they were not the same size hot dogs that he ate when he was oh, doing the competition. Okay, so the size of the hot dogs – all right, that seems legitimate, but it wouldn't like the commissioner know that? So that's interesting. Um, because it's been the same guy that's run it since right. it started, so I don't know what's going on. But if you guys ever get a chance, go and watch that competition because not only the competition is entertaining, but the intros themselves are hilarious. The guy does these crazy intros, especially Joey Chestnut's intro. They'll hype you up. If you had a walk-up song, what would it be? <clears throat> a walk-up song? That's a real tough To a hot dog eating contest. To a hot dog eating contest. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to have to – that would take way too long for me to think of and sort through. Mine's Africa to to. by Toto. Uh, that would be a good one. Yeah. You don't got one? one? Come no, on. I don't have Throw one. something out there. I don't have one right off the bat. I have to think. What would it be for a swim uh, Well, yeah, that's another one. Okay. I have to go back and forth a lot. Uh, uh, definitely something hip-hop related. It's got to be hip-hop. Uh, maybe some old-school Nas. <laughs> all right. There you go. Dex likes that one. Africa by Toto might be my least favorite song of all time. Uh, (laughs) Why? A lot of people do hate that song. It's very loved and very hated simultaneously. I mean, we got. I mean, we'll get. No, not gonna get into that. Um, so I guess yeah. Judge for yourselves on who you guys think the goat of competitive eating is. So it's really it. It is comes down to Joey Chestnut versus Kobayashi. It's got to be one of those two. Um, I mean, Matt Stoney did win a couple years ago, but. I don't think anyone actually considers himself or considers him the best eater. Hey, he. So what we got? News Trent here? just looked What's up somebody else and Patrick Deep Dish Bertoletti. I've never <laughs> even heard of him before. I don't know who that but is. But he ate sixteen eight-ounce corned beef sandwiches in ten minutes. Is that the world record? I mean, I don't know, but that's a lot of corned beef. Wow. Well, where was he in the hot dog <laughs> eating contest? He needs to get himself in there because that's like the benchmark. Once you win the hot dog contest, you're on the national stage. Everything else, I think there's a competitive eater league. I'm like pretty sure there is, uh, but you got to be obviously top dog to actually make any money in that. 
Um, but yeah, all right. So that's the recap for go to the week. Um, at this time, we kind of open it up for questions. Um, some questions that we had got. Um, so all you thousands of listeners out there <laughs> that wrote in, we appreciate it. Uh, we picked the top questions to answer, and we'll see what we got here. So uh, first off, the first question is, how has Lorist embraced you guys as, like, now that you're starting your career and coaching status here at Lorist? Uh, and I honestly, when I walked in week one, um, there was nothing but open arms. Uh, literally, uh, first night, uh, Gabe Miller, the assistant basketball coach, he asked me to come over for dinner. Fortunately, I was kind of unpacking. But night number two, I got fed to the wolves. I went and played uh, left or right center field or left center field in our slow pitch Dewhawk Dingers. Look out for them next summer. <laughs> um, I got the first five balls hit to me in left field. Uh, it was not pretty. I did put out all five. One of them popped out of my glove, and I even caught it barehanded. But, hey, he was hey, out, go. and we made our way. Uh, we did win that game, so I started off 1-0. Um, that, that was one of my first nights, too, I think. I don't know if it was my first night, but I went and played and had a, also a horrible showing. So You uh, played without a glove. I did. I played catcher without a glove, but it's slow-pitch <laughs> softball, so it was fine. But we did also win, and uh, that was no thanks to me. But Did, did you uh, strike did. out? I, I did. I did. Yeah. Well, okay. First hit, it was, you know, a decent hit to the, to the outfield. I was like, all right, you know what? Maybe I'm not as rusty as I think. Then I go up for the second at bat, start swinging for the fences and I whiff. So yeah, that was a great start to my career here. Uh, softball career that is. No, but I mean, just in general, um, the staff, not just the athletic staff, but teachers, I mean, they've been opening arms. They, Hey, they want to help these students out. Um, and that's kind of the message that I got yeah. from all the faculty here on Loris's campus, that they want to see our student-athletes succeed. Uh, they love that our kids are involved in the different sports. They love that they're doing something in the community. Uh, so it's awesome to hear that the faculty is on board with having these student-athletes. Yeah, definitely. It's been super welcoming since I got here. I've gotten to know way more people in just two weeks than I did in all my previous uh, universities so this has been awesome everyone's been super friendly when I'm walking down the hallway to go meet with somebody there's usually like 10 people I'll run into that I that I talk and they ask questions about you know how swim team going how are things at the pool how have you been the first two weeks so it's been nice and everyone's really trying to help me out so that's good one thing that I've also enjoyed is the competitiveness um, just kind of the bar that's been set um, with the women's track and field yeah I uh, just went in the national championship wrestling just getting national runner up and that uh so i mean the bar set uh, coming in as a new coach uh with two programs i definitely have some goals to achieve myself i uh, got some good mentors uh tj miller uh, wrestling coach has been a huge help and he's definitely get my, got my feet grounded and ready to go yeah yeah definitely i, I would i'm 100 percent agree with you on all of that um i'm excited i think there's a lot of potential here for the swim team and I think we can grow the next few years and, and start taking down some championships uh, I know the team's on board we're, we're all excited and yeah uh, the road has been paved with all the other successful teams here so let's just follow in their footsteps yeah kind of going on a less serious note for this uh, we were hanging out for Trevor Kittleson's birthday last night and one of the topics of conversation was best and worst candies what uh, is yeah. your worst yeah. candy yeah, I think the well, I can't remember the name of it now, but it's like, like goodies. A, yeah, good, good. I think it's just called good. 
Good in plenties. Good, good in plenties. Yeah, good in plenties. Everyone agreed that is the worst. It's like a jelly bean, but it's the worst I flavored mean, jelly bean ever, and I'd, it's tiny. I'd put black licorice up there for sure. Yeah, black licorice is pretty bad. I don't understand why that's still like continued. Like, how? How? Who buys that? I don't know. Does anyone have any idea who actually eats that? <laughs> I'm sure there's some people on campus here that like it, but I do. I do feel like it's pretty hated. All right, best candy. Uh, well, okay, we looked this up, and the number one according to to the internet was Kit Kat, I think. Which I don't know. Kit Kat's good, but that uh, number one overall, that's that's questionable. Mine's a Reese's stick, not just Reese's. Reese's, Reese's stick. stick. I don't know. That's I don't also. Know if I've ever had one of those. <laughs> <laughs> it's, well, it's pretty go good. It's one. pretty good, but it definitely is not number one all time. Uh, I don't know. I might have to just go with Snickers. I might have to go with Snickers. You can't go wrong. And I only say that because, you know, it depends on what mood you're in for what candy you like usually. You can't just have your number one. Usually most people don't have, like, a number one they'll go to all t- always. Yeah. But I never will turn down a Snickers. It's always there. The consistency puts it at number <laughs> one for me. Uh, all right. Um, I really – I mean, I don't know if I had a bad experience as a child. I don't like chocolate very much. Um, so I would really go for, like, more of a – Sweet tarts, Smarties, maybe a Swedish fish or something uh, yeah, like that. More yeah. of the, the sugary based. Yeah. I, I that's I don't know. I like I like some gummy worms every once in a while. Those are nice. There you go. I just pulled up a picture. So the right Reese's stick is basically a Kit Kat but with, with peanut some peanut butter, butter in it. It's so great. You're basically <laughs> copying what Kit Kat already made. Yeah, but it's got peanut butter. And just adding peanut butter. I've had it. They're you good. Add it. They're peanut good. butter, it's better than a Kit Kat. Well we did have those uh Reese's s'mores last night so instead of hershey's it was was reese's that was that was game changer that that was real good so um last night we definitely ate a lot of uh junk i mean there was some there's some cake uh what was it german chocolate cake we got some s'mores there was some homemade brownies it was uh it was an outing for sure um some other question that we got was why do we have two newbies doing a podcast on loris athletics and uh and kind of just loris in general um, to be honest, uh, this, this is a good way to introduce how Loris and kind of experience it with some new guys that are going through it as well. Uh, for me, uh, this gives the opportunity to talk it over uh, with our producer who, has, who understands the culture. He was a graduate of Loris. Uh, but then also going along the, the ways and learning through these different, like the all-athletic event, all the Loris yeah. After Dark, kind of like given our experiences as we were new. Uh, and kind of understanding, giving a fresh perspective, uh, and just giving a rundown and understanding what Loris is and finding out the culture. So, like, I mean, we're not blinded to, like, what other people have and kind of have, but, like, walking into it and showing people what Loris is in from the inside out. Right, yeah. Like, we're not stuck in a routine that we've been doing for years here. We're trying to explore as much as we can, get out there and meet people and talk about it. And so, yeah, this is just a good way for us to kind of – Get our give our perspective and, and learn things at the same time. It's also kind of just fun doing a podcast with nice equipment. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, one thing that – another one uh, that Nick chose because he is a caffeine addict. How much caffeine is too much caffeine? Yeah, so that's a real good question. Um, I guess it really depends. I was talking to some other coaches about this. In season, you're definitely drinking a lot more <laughs> caffeine. Uh, you're working like crazy. So I might go up to – I try to limit myself, uh, 
I might go up to three spread out, three cups a day, obviously large cups. Do you ever uh, get a pot or coffee a day? No, no, I'm not. I, I don't want to get to that point. I could, but then, you know, your body is just, it's not good <laughs> at that point for your body. So I go when I get up and then like noonish, maybe one, and then one uh, in the afternoon, depending on what I got going on that day. I try to limit it down to one a day when I'm not in season. But again, it just kind of depends on what's going on that day. But I wish I could just go unlimited. I really do. You know what I think the biggest myth of, of, of all time is that coffee stunts your growth. Um, I've been drinking coffee since second grade. Um, and for those of you who know me, I'm, <laughs> I'm not a short person. Um, so unless I was supposed to be like seven foot tall, I don't think coffee stunts your growth. Dang, man. You could have been seven foot. I mean, my mom's pretty tall. She's probably, I don't know, six one. My dad's shorter than my mom. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, oh, okay. I'm sure that coffee did not stunt your growth. No. Yeah, I never heard that. That's crazy. I, I, I mean, I heard – so there's been studies that show one to two cups is actually good for your health. And then there's also been studies that say it's bad. So I don't really know. I'm just going to drink it because <laughs> it, it works. Um, so one question we got for you, Trent, was uh, what's up with all the different abbreviations on campus? <laughs> um, I don't know if anyone actually knows the answer to that question. I just think it's just, like, common for, like, students to just kind of – put abbreviations to everything so like the miller academic resource center used to be just the arc but now it's the marc um the awc the acc what else is there ceo yeah i mean to, to give an example i walked on campus and i walked into the information center and they handed my keys to a dorm that i was going to stay in uh called the viz and I'm driving around campus, and I'm like, all right, because they were like, it's on campus, but it's off campus. So I'm driving around, and I see this place called the Vins. I'm like, oh, maybe I heard them wrong. I walk in, they're, do, they're, re, they're like gutting out and like cleaning out uh, the Vins, and I'm like, there's no way this is it. Um, and I'm like, okay. Hop back in my car, and I'm like, okay. 0 for 1 here at Loris. And then I walk, I'm like, Alta Vista, Vista, okay. Viz, that makes sense. <laughs> and I walk into... Alta Vista, like this like school that's literally right next to the parking lot with the Viz. And uh, I walk into Alta Vista, and that also was under construction. I'm like, there's no way that I was walking into this building. Then hop back in my car. I'm driving around Dubuque. I'm like, where the heck is this place? And I'm like, the visitation. I drove past it once. I drove past it twice. I'm like, no way, the Viz. I, looked, I went back to the bins. I'm like, this has got to be it. I call my buddy from back home. I'm like, dude, I've been here for 45 minutes. I cannot find the place that I'm going to be living for a month. Like, I don't think I'm going to make it here. And so then I'm finally like, you know what? We're going to try out the Viz. And I get into the Viz, and I'm in the basement. And I'm like, all right, like, the basement. We went, we took, like, I ran into a math teacher at the time, and he was helping show me around. And we were like, I have I don't know where where you're staying, like in the basement. Like here's the basement. We walked through there. We're like, okay, and they like told me a room, and like the number was there. I just didn't like click. I was like, this isn't it. Like I don't think this is it. Walked back upstairs, and I'm like, you know what? My key worked down here. I walked back to the information. They're like, yeah, you found it. And I'm like, sounds good. So I found the Viz. So that's abbreviations. I've definitely right off the bat got to listen and figure out where things are. But uh, definitely starting to get the lay of the land. 
Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Luckily, I got warned when I came here. Like, oh, yeah, everything is an abbreviation, so just pay attention to what people are talking about and where they point you to go because, yeah, it is kind of hard to follow. Uh, for me, luckily, I've only really had to go to, like, three or four buildings so far, so it hasn't been too bad. Um, but I probably would have struggled with that, too. How do you guys feel about the hills of Dubuque? <clears throat> the first thing I said uh, to when I walked into my office – I talked to Barb and I said, how do you get around here in the winter? And I was like, this is going to be something. I, so look, listen in later on to talk about the experiences with those hills. Um, I went for a jog one of my first like weekends here. And I mean, I got hit like a, like a bus. And <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, not like a car, but like a bus. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was intense. Uh, it's fun. There's definitely a unique vibe. Um, having it be in like a river city but it's it's been nothing but good things here in Dubuque yeah I I personally like the fact that it's hilly it really makes it a lot more scenic it makes the campus really pretty I like all the trees I like the view you can see the river at certain points uh, I mean walking around it's it a bit of a hike but I, I enjoy it the winter will be tough especially driving up that hill uh, right in front of the campus that's going to be very questionable get all four-wheel drive maybe you're fine but with those small cars I don't know, uh, but we'll, we'll see. I think uh, we'll make it work. I'm with you. That view from the library uh, where you see down throughout all campus and you look into the yeah. tri-state area, yeah. it's one of the best views in Dubuque for sure. Yeah, so, I mean, that's pretty much the questions. We wanted to keep it to a few. Uh, if you have any questions in mind for us or Trent, just write into us. You can send those questions to either Loris W. Golf or Loris M. Golf. Uh, you can tweet that at us, those questions. Uh, that way, uh, we can answer those questions that you have for us. Um, and if you see us in person at all, feel free to talk to us and ask us some questions. And we always love the fan interaction. Yeah, send an email to cole.sondergroth at loris.edu. Um, that, that name will be something you can just kind of look yep. up. But. Or Nicholas Wiley at loris.edu. So W Y L L I E. And that's a wrap. Make sure you tune in for future podcasts. Come out every Tuesday, and it's going to be called Tuesdays with Nick and Cole. It's all going to be about hopping on a board with that Lord's experience.